Hello and welcome to the Inner Miami Show. I am one part of your co-hosting duo here, Brandon Griffin, and with me is Mike, as always. How are you doing, my friend? We are 48 hours from the first kickoff of the 2024 season. I know it's preseason. It's preseason, but I am excited. I, I can't wait. I'm not even going to get to watch the game. I'm going to be out of town, but still excited that we are here and football is on the horizon. Oh, football is back, man, and I can't freaking wait. We get to see Suarez and Gressel in our kits for the first time, hopefully. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And and, and let's be honest, I'm also excited we're starting on the road so I don't have to fork over money for a few of these games because I get to save a little money so I can afford (laughs) CCC matches. Uh, But no, we've been looking forward to this. We've been thinking about this. we're we're here we're here and and frankly we're playing one of the more interesting matches of preseason to kick it off you know so so excited yeah do this yeah i mean we'll jump into that matchup as we get into it but um you know before we get into all that fun stuff we got to start with the most exciting topic and we actually have some news and that's our transfer updates we a lot has a lot happened yeah. today. When we when we start putting the script together yesterday, there was no transfer updates, and here we got yeah. a, few, a whole bunch that happened today. So exciting, exciting times, and, and yeah. that's what you kind of expect right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we'll we'll kick it off with our our first name, which is an outgoing name for Mister Dixon Arroyo, headed out to Barcelona, not the one in Spain. In case there was any confusion, <laughs> the one in Ecuador. So this was kind of funny, right? So so the rumor is Stefanelli is going to Everton, but not the one in England. And now Arroyo is definitely going to Barcelona, but not the one in Spain. I, I, I'm just kind of Correct. curious who else is going to leave for a team that's not the team you're thinking of. There's a Liverpool, I think, in uh, Uruguay, I think, or Paraguay. One of the two. So maybe we'll send someone there. Who knows? So uh, kind of this was kind of a surprise to me, frankly. Uh, we've been keeping Dixon kind of not on for a me. Leash. If you listen to episode one, I was okay, right. So Mike was wrong. It was, it was a surprise <laughs> to me. I really figured Gregory was the one to move. We were going to keep Dixon. Uh, I talked to people that knew Dixon and he was sitting kind of sitting, holding off, like waiting to see what was going to happen. And then the news just hit from nowhere today. It was kind of if you're watching Twitter, you saw a kind of a post saying, Welcome to Barcelona. And there was Dixon Arroyo. And then yeah. immediately checked Dixon's IG and he was saying thank you. Uh, I am surprised you're not. So you win this round, sir. Uh, but <laughs> I think this starts to op- I ask. Now we're into a question. So when we talked about this episode one, my theory was Gregory's out. That is the DP slot. It kind of opens a DP slot for us that allows us to buy down Capana. And we have an open DP slot from Medina, who was your guy, sir, in episode three. And now Gregory's probably here to stay. Now, this could change. There's no guarantees here. But, you know, Gregory kind of is the entrenched person. Arroyo was brought in to back up Gregory when Gregory got injured. Now Arroyo's out. So you got to assume Gregory's staying. So does this mean the Medina question might not be as sure as we were 72 hours ago? Um, I think it definitely brings brings some questions into that rumor, um, but I do still think it's a possibility because you have to think Medina's a very attack 
forward or attack minded midfielder and Gregory's a, a holding defender uh, in the midfield. So I don't, I don't see how Arroyo going out um, maybe affects that. I, I think we can still see Gregory go out because as I mentioned before, when we talked about it, I do think that there are many viable options for CDM uh, that we can acquire that are still free agents within MLS and we can bring those guys in who are not going to take up an international roster spot, who are going to come cheaper than Gregory and not require a buy-down. So, you know, I think with with Busquets and Ruiz right now, I think that's your depth there. I think you could possibly move on Gregory if it meant um, you could bring in a talent like Medina or somebody like that. Um, so I think it's still possible, but it definitely makes you ask some questions, but you know, we, we let one midfielder go to um, which midfield was already pretty crowded. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I think it definitely does ask some questions because I don't, uh, I don't see Campana going anywhere. I, I don't see that happening. And I know you have some, some sources that tell you he's. Uh, he yeah. Yeah. I did talk to somebody today who's aware of the Campana, like, relationship with the club and he was very shocked that i was thinking he was going it seemed like he was very certain that campana was going to stay uh i i do i'm to the point right now where i think gregory and campana will stay both stay I could be wrong mm-hmm. but you know that we are decent way through the transfer period there's a lot of stuff that really can happen but it's felt like if you're watching the rumors there's a lot of rumors out there and tom bogart had a great tweet today where he's like you Every rumor you hear is started basically by an agent, and it's it's a joke. But I, I do think we're getting to a point where a guy like Gregory or a guy like Campana, we would have seen some initial movement for. These guys felt to us like very devir- desirable guys, well, and yet the movement's so not think, happening yet. And that's true. That's true to an extent. Uh, it's definitely true with Campana because we have not heard one rumor about him on the move. But we have heard quite a bit of rumors uh, and some substantial rumors about Gregory, which makes me think that it's still possible we see him moved before uh, before roster compliance day. So um, I think it's possible still to lose Gregory. But I think the team is better with Gregory and Campana on it. So um, I, I would love to see us keep Gregory. But if it means we can get another young, exciting midfielder, then then I'm all in. Um, I think Henderson in the front office, because at this point, I think uh, I think Henderson would probably be the one making some of these calls. Oh, um, hands down. I, I'll, so I'll throw one more piece of information. Oh. I'll throw <laughs> one more piece of information why I, I don't think they're moving either. And frankly, it's because and we'll get into the El Salvador game in a little bit. But Campana and Gregory are both on the plane. You know, they're on the travel mm-hmm. list. Person like Harvey Neville, who we discussed last time, not getting on the plane. So I think yeah. that's another reason to me, at least at the moment, I think the club thinks they're staying. Now it can. They could get an offer in a week. That changes things considerably. But I don't think they have offers on the table right now that are selling them. Now, it could be yeah. could be that they're going to play a lot of them the next couple of games kind of as an advertisement to sell. And, and all of a sudden, we're going to see Gregory and Kemp Gregory being a starter this week, I don't think it'll be a surprise. Campana being a starter would be a surprise. But if we see him as a starter, I'm going to start saying, okay, maybe they're trying to give him extra minutes. Or there's a starter or a lot of minutes because they're trying to show him off. So a lot can change, yeah, well, but yeah. a little change today. And I also think um, 
you know, and we'll get into it when we talk about the El Salvador game, but I don't think we should read too much into who's going to be in the starting lineup and who's not because everybody who's on that list I expect to see playing um, because it's a friendly. So I'm sure it's unlimited subs and do what you want type thing. But um, yeah, I mean, hopefully Gregory stays. Um, I originally had thought that Mota was probably on the outs uh, because he was not on the list. But um, Don Cafecito actually did some snooping, I think, on his Instagram account and saw that he was flying back from uh, from Brazil and uh, speculated that he may be getting his green card or something like that. Yeah, uh, which I would heard be that huge. And that too. would guarantee that he probably stays if he's not taking up an international roster spot. Bring him back. I like Moda. I think he's great. Plus, I don't think he got a single shot from outside the goal from outside the 18 last season. So he's due for at least two this season. <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, if you're if you're new to drive pink, do stay on alert when you're behind the uh, in the north or south stands because you never know when a Mota half court volley is going to come and knock your beer out of your hand or knock you out because it's coming. Uh, All right, so let's get <laughs> let's get into the the rumor about who's coming in because this this seems pretty done. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. So, so reminding uh, reminding our, our, our viewers, so we're on episode four. I think it was episode two. We got shocked by the news that Kamal Miller, you know, our center back, was out the door going over to Portland. We've all been kind of sitting here going, okay, who's the replacement? Are we shopping? Turns out we were. So uh, I'm going to butcher this name. I probably should have looked it up. Do you know how to say the guy's last name? Uh, no, I was hoping you did. <laughs> all right. I think so, it's Nicholas Freyer. That sounds good. So Nicholas Freire. Freire, it's a 29-year-old Argentinian center back. Uh, he is currently, we are going to be getting a one-year loan from him, for him, from Pumas. Uh, he's a left-footed central defender, uh, known for his aggressive tackler and legitimate threat in the air on attacking set pieces. And he made 129 appearances since 2019. This is about mm -hmm. all the research we were able to find on him real quick. Yeah, and I mean, when you compare him like on on the various uh, stat sites like FB Reference or Squawka, as we did earlier, and I know many of you who are listening probably did as well. Um, you know, on the surface, he he appears to be an upgrade um, over Kamal Miller and a lot of the defending uh, attributes. He's definitely good in the air, um, which is is something that this team has lacked since day one. We've never had a defender who who was good in the air. Um, outside of maybe LGP, I think he was decent in the air um, at times. But the one area that I will say he's a little bit um, lacking behind uh, Kamal in is the passing. He's not um, not as not as good with the ball, not as good as passing. So, you know, if Tata decides he wants to try and play out the back, I don't see this being a great addition. Um, but I think the motto for this team is uh, the best defense is uh, is an offense. <laughs> I, I think I think it's interesting you brought up LGP because I think this is who he's supposed to be. So we talked about it a couple episodes ago that we were thinking LGP was going to come back because he was a former Tata player. Uh, River Plate, you know, bought him. They, they took the option on him and bought him. When I looked at this guy's stats, the couple stats stood out at me. So obviously he's good in the air. He's an attacking defender which again thinks of lgp he's he's fast the other one is he's good for a little bit more on the fouling side than uh kamal was he's seems to be a little bit more reckless 
He's a little bit. He's I think he's like point three. Yeah, but he's not at LGP or, levels. <laughs> well, so it's interesting. I saw two different. I was looking at one stat. Um, I was trying on the stat sites, kind of figured out one stat was he was kind of near LGP on the fouls. Another stat site had it a little bit less. Kind of confused how you know stats should be stats, but it did give me the idea that he's probably a little more reckless in the challenge than Kamal. Kamal was great. Like Kamal was not going to foul you unless it was a smart tactical foul. I think Nicholas is going to be a little bit more on the, oh, you 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 did something wrong. I'm going to, you know, here's my studs. I'm going to help you see them. Uh, so yeah. I am concerned about that. But LGP was a fun guy to watch. I'm not going to pretend that I didn't enjoy LGP out there in those short shorts every once in a while. So um, I don't know that reckless is, is the word that I would use to describe him on um, the stats. Kind of just say he's... About, I think he's about average for a defender, and LGP since he left us has not been uh, quite as as aggressive as he was here with a red card every other game. But um, you know the the interesting thing to to me uh, when you when you talk about a guy like that, and you know Kamal was a very thoughtful defender, like he put a lot of thought into what he was doing, and and that's great. But I think when you want to run like a fast offense, and you want to have like you want to like just be you know on the offensive, I think it's helpful to have a defender that relies more on instincts than thoughts. And I think a lot of times what we saw, especially when Tata came in, is Kamal. Um, Kamal sometimes like hesitated and you would see guys get past him. Um, so, and I, I think that just kind of goes back to maybe Kamal wasn't as good in the system as we thought he would be. So hopefully this is uh this is a guy who, from what we've heard, Tata wanted Tata requested this guy. So hopefully he comes in and he's exactly what we need. And if he can be an LGP, like, like Tata had in Atlanta, I think we're we're set. Uh, we're we've got a good one. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more on that. Kamal Kamal had so much hustle that he could make up for his indecisiveness, but yeah. sooner or later that doesn't work. I, I do think with the experience Nicholas is bringing, you know, we should get what what Tata is looking for. I also think, and we'll get into it a little bit. Uh, we get into it a lot when we talk about the El Salvador match. Start getting into lineups. I expect us to have a very young back line. And honestly, I could very much see Nicholas being the the kind of the key to it and being kind of like the the captain of that of that of what I expect to be a three-man back line and on the left mm -hmm. and right of him having under 20-year-old guys like learning from him. So bringing experience, I, I think this is this seems like a good move. I am a little nervous. I did see on Twitter some of the, the Pumas fans were not we're not complaining that this happened. So I guess we'll see. Also, this man has spent a lot of time on loan. So that's, there's been some questions of why is he loaned? He's as much just as in he's Greece, not. wasn't he? he just yeah. He's loaned Greece, a lot. I so I think we're going to have to a little bit of wait and see. Hopefully this is going to everyone, you know, the, the, the tweets and the, the news coming out today basically said this was a done deal already. Um, Tom Boger came out already and said done deal. So, if this is all true, let's assume that he'll fly to the U.S. for medical early next week. Could be on the plane to Saudi Arabia right afterwards. I'm sure he'll have to fly on his own, but hopefully they'll put him in business class because he doesn't get to go private with the rest of the boys. Look, I don't think you put that guy in business class. Well, I'm not putting him. <laughs> you're not putting him in coach. Yeah. 
I think you put that guy in first class if you're flying him to Saudi Arabia, or else he's coming for you. That's a I don't tough know, man. guy. A first class this day and age, a first class ticket makes you a DP player just in that alone. Mm, that's true, especially halfway across the world, right? <laughs> All right. So, what do we got next, man? That's transfer news. Uh, I'm sure. Let's. We're recording this Thursday yeah. night. We're putting up Friday morning. There's a good chance there's more information Friday, even though the boys are flying out in the morning. But uh, yeah, that's what we got for on the transfer news yeah. for today. Yeah, um, you know, busy, but stuff that was expected outside of uh, our new addition. I didn't see that coming. Uh, who knew that we were actually going to address a need? So next up, let's talk about some season ticket holder news. So, um, so man, I cut you off. That was so rude of me. I apologize. I'm just excited. <laughs> You're like a driver on 95, man. Just cutting the hell off out of me. <laughs> I'm excited. We have a game coming up. And honestly, I'm excited because I'm going to rant a little bit in this in this segment. So you oh, know, my soapbox is just sitting down here. I'm going to just step on it. On that I'm, note, I'm thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> so season hook holder news. I just kind of wanted to spend a little bit of time here. Uh, for those new to the show, which frankly, since we're only four episodes in, almost everyone is. Uh, Branton and I are season ticket holders. We're day one season ticket holders. Been with the club for a couple of years now. Um, we've sat in the north stands and the west stands and the east stands. I've never been in the south. Have you been in the south stands? Mm. No, we haven't been in the south stands yet. Nope. Uh, yeah, I've been everywhere else. So. <clears throat> and and one of the reasons we started this show was, you know, as season ticket holders, I think it's been a little tough this year. And yeah. so I kind of want to cover a couple things in the season ticket holder news, just kind of throw out some stuff that hasn't happened yet that like we're all kind of questioning why. Um, and then, yeah, if you let us know what you think about us covering this in the in the uh, the comments and tweets, you know, tomorrow, because we'd love to get your, your feedback. But so yeah, we realize that not everybody who listens is obviously local or a season ticket holder. But if you guys find it interesting or you guys that are season ticket holders find it beneficial, let us know. So let me jump in. So we are roughly a month from our first home game. Season tickets are sold out. But a couple things. So first off, there have been no information on parking yet. So 30 days out, no parking pass has been sold, no information. Uh, I know what, I think last year it was $25 a game for like the main blacktop lots right outside the stadium. So I think it was a little over $400. I don't know what next year costs. Our, our ticket price has doubled. So kind of guessing we're going to be at $50 a, a, a parking pass. I've heard someone else guess 40. I heard someone guess 100, but I'm not going to believe that one. Uh, well, what do you think, Brandon? What do you, what do you, what's your thoughts on, on what parking is going to cost us uh, for this my year? My hot take is that there will not be season ticket holder parking or season ticket Ooh. parking. My hot take is they will sell it per game. And they will gouge the hell out of that green and blue lot. How are the yep. supporter groups going to handle not having like I, I'm? I say as a season ticket holder, like that's really bothersome to me. But you know, one of the well, things that we've struggled when you with think about it. So when you think about it, like when you buy a suite, right? You get like four parking passes with the suite, or or it might even be yep. more. If you buy like uh, what is it, midfield club? I think those come with ticket or with parking. One, you get one one pass so for two tickets. I think what's what's happening. I think we kind of saw it last year is during like high volume games. I don't know that 
they had enough spots to honor those tickets plus the season tickets that they sold. So now that the stadium's going to be full, they added that additional suite off to the side. Like they're going to have to honor more parking spaces plus the increased media spots. So if if I'm the team, I probably just try and give those people the tickets because what people are paying for a suite, like they deserve the parking pass. I, I'm fine with that, but they're probably going to try and give those people the, the parking passes, save some for VIPs when they have like people coming in, like, you know, like we've seen in the past. And I would guess that you probably just have to buy parking every week or wow. maybe they open it up beforehand and, and, and let you buy. But it, that wouldn't surprise me if they went that route. And honestly, I think that's probably it's probably a better way to do it just to make sure that everybody who pays for a spot gets a spot. Um, we, yeah. So that's my hot take. Wow. So, so you hadn't told me that hot take. Nope. I am. It I'm makes about total to, sense. Doesn't it? I'm about to jump through this list monitor and just like strangle you for even putting that out there in the world. Cause it does make sense. I'm looking at yeah. the blue. So, so, for those who know the stadium, the blue lot, which was the stands, the the parking to the west of the stadium, yeah, was that midfield and and midfield uh, parking and suite parking. I think there is enough seats that is parking there to cover those two sections. Now that being said, I do know people that were in non midfield that used to park blue. I could see them shoving, you know, saying, "Hey, green lot is only for." Yeah, honestly, season ticket holders in the West Stand and pushing everyone else. So like the West yeah, Stand maybe can hold us. I think because I think there's enough. There. But I don't think they would do that. I don't think they would say that Green Lot is just for season ticket holders in the West Stand because a lot of those spots that are season ticket holders were people from that that are around the stadium. It's not just West Stand. Yeah, like but I, I know but... a lot of people in North Stand that have green parking. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm taking your 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 idea and changing it a little because you're saying that what you're saying is okay. It's just blue. It's just basically midfield and suites. I'm saying okay, they'll do Northwest Club too. So maybe it's not all West, but like the only way you're getting mm -hmm. parking is through one of these because you're right. Like they've sold every seat, and all of these yeah, people, but... by the way, are going to want parking. And there's a whole lot of people yeah. who have never been to these games yet that just are now spending 500 a ticket that don't realize they're parking in a dirt lot. Well, they may not which even gonna, be parking there. We, we don't know what's be happening a with the park that's supposed to be built there. So um, I, I, I think I've heard that through this season, yellow and brown lot are confirmed, but I don't know beyond this season if that's going to still be the case. So, um, so, so I'm sitting here going, why are we waiting here so long to hear about parking? And now you're saying this, I'm going, Oh, this could be the reason why. Yeah, and that, I think it's so, very so likely we, cut, we don't have that. When we cut takes for <laughs> we do our clips for this week. Save I think that this one. Is the, this is the clip because I think this is the one that's gonna freak everyone out. But I think it's a great <laughs> it's a great comment. Uh, this almost makes my next point kind of go like not as big, which is hey, what happened to the exclusive preseason IMCF summit and VIP event yeah, that we were cool. promised? Like Again, thirty day. We are thirty days before the season starts, and we haven't heard about any of this yet. And you know, it's funny. And this yeah. is where I was going to get the soapbox out. When 
when we went through the whole season ticket pricing, I'm going to call it debacle, but I don't really think it's debacle, but I'm going to call it debacle. Everyone got really upset because tickets doubled in price. And, and we spent 30 or 60 days really angry that most people's tickets went from 50 to 100 or 100 to 200 or 25 <sighs> to, fi- to 50. Everyone got really upset. And then we went and found out that, hey, the people that didn't have season tickets, they're paying double what you paid. So if your tickets went from 25 to 50, the person who was going to buy, you know, the new season ticket holder is actually going from 50 to 100. Like they're paying 100. So they're paying double. They're paying double what you're paying now or quadruple what you're, you're, you're paying. So it did kind of come back to, okay, season ticket holders, maybe we didn't realize at the time. And when we looked at just from our perspective, we were being screwed. But when you looked at it from the perspective of, okay, this is what the actual value of your ticket is, we still were getting a deal. I kind of could live with it. In fact, I went on uh, Traveler Chats and and said it. I can I could support this. But one of those things was, okay, for all this extra money, which is a lot of extra money, we were going to get things. It was supposed to get better benefits. And now we're 30 well, and days out. to be out. fair, not to interrupt your soapbox rant. Kind of hurts my but feelings. But there is go, still go time for these things to happen. Okay, so let so so let me finish. In that so VIP th- event, I guarantee you that's the jersey unveil. So so here's my concern. We are 30 days out. Almost mm-hmm. every weekend coming up is an away match. Most cases across the world. Yeah. Any VIPs that are here are not going to be our most in, I'm not even going to say our most important player because I'm not expecting Messi to be at a jersey signing event, but we're not even going to get like a Drake calendar. We're going to get uh and I'm going to talk about him later. We're going to get Cole Jensen, our third string, you know, keeper who's going to be at the event. Like it's I am concerned that this has already been forgotten. These promises have already been forgotten and that we're going to end up with the same quote unquote benefits and and kind of the example we'll go with is we're going to get in our season ticket holder box with a card when we were promised stuff that was commiserate with the new prices we are paying and the new prices that not us as season ticket holders the new season ticket holders are paying so these people that are paying 100 200 400 dollars a thousand dollars for tickets and so i'm concerned i would have liked to have seen something by now uh i think Again, 30 days out, it's uh, it's fair as us as season ticket holders that we should be expecting to see a little bit more, see some more information. You're right. I know you're going to say it. We still have 30 days. But it is kind well, of so, like we can do a little better. Is I think the club could do a little better right now for the season ticket holders. So, and we kind of talked about this when we were talking about in a previous episode the, um, the addition of, of more preseason stops to our world tour. And, and how that was going to affect things, right? So we just added two additional uh, two additional friendlies. And I, I don't know how you can plan a season ticket holder event um, until those have been added. So those were just added and announced, what, last, two weeks? Last two weeks? So now they're probably trying to put together this event. And I would guess that special VIP thing for the pay and paid in full i'm gonna guess that's that'll be the jersey unveil probably something very similar to what they did uh year two when they unveiled la palma everybody gets to go in you get to meet a couple players which which we got a a, a good 
a good listing. We got like Lewis Morgan and LGP and then and, and stuff like that in that event. But I think I think there's still time for that to happen. There's still time for the preseason meet and greet like we had last year. Um and and that was actually like after the Austin scrimmage. So there's a possibility that we end up scrimmaging somebody. They give the tickets to season ticket holders and then we we do the meet but, and greet. But let's 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 throw a calendar here. So I've got a calendar in front of me. I, I don't want to display because it's literally my work calendar, but I have a calendar in front of me. So we've got a match this weekend. We then have matches next weekend, which is the 29th and 1st. So we're going to be in Saudi Arabia for them. We mm-hmm. then have a match on the 4th, so the next Sunday. There's a match on the 4th in Hong Kong. We then have a match on the 7th in Japan. Mm-hmm. We do not have matches the 10th and 11th. And then we're home. So theoretically, there is a little bit of a lag that 10th and 11th either 10th and 11th or i guess the 17th and 18th the week before our home game which would be cutting it really close to do a jersey unveil like three days before the match so i feel like the 10th and 11th maybe we can circle that as a possibility but that's kind of all we got left because we play on we play 15th at home for newell's and then the twenty first is our is is Salt Lake for this yeah, but MLS opener. I could see us doing. I could see them doing an open training the weekend before the season starts or something like that, and 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 then like a meet and greet for season ticket holders afterwards with select players. Like there's still you're time. That man. off. You're cutting like that awfully close. This is Inter Miami, man. We wait till the last minute to do everything. I know, but that's but that's my point of goals and well, events. We save it for the end. I, I get it, but it's just we're so like we're cutting this kind of stuff so close, and I think one of our big but it's hopes not is so close, man. It's it's really not like if they announced it like the day before, then yeah, that's cutting it close. But and who knows? Nobody says that these events have to take place in the preseason. I mean, one of the maybe these was... events take place during like an international window because Messi's not going to be, Suarez isn't going to be at these events. Well, well, hold on, hold on. These events. One of them is literally called a preseason summit so what that one has to be before that's not what it's called yeah access to access to an exclusive preseason imcf summit okay yeah but that's for people who paid in full to renew like that's not everybody but i'm still saying there's these are ticket season ticket holder benefits that were put out there yeah so that's going to be and that 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 probably has nothing to do with any players i guarantee you it'll be chris henderson and like one of the moss brothers like talking to you guys for like 10 minutes and there you go and you, that you they get slapped together in 15 minutes i'm just so saying, like stay I would like by look... your phones and be ready to drive to drive pink at the drop of a hat okay so first off i think you know me i am at any given time ready to drive to drive pink <laughs> at the drop of a hat i i just think again i'm, I'm this is my rant about season ticket holder benefits I would like to see some of the stuff get a little more advanced. I'd like to get some of the stuff a little more ahead of time. I think as season ticket holders with the amount we're paying, which is more than any MLS team fan is paying now in the country. And frankly, as was said many times, six months ago, more than almost any football, right. But no international football fans playing in the world. It's, it's not an equal comparison. You're talking about one of the smallest stadiums in MLS. Like, of course, the demand is going to be there to raise the ticket prices. And when you sell 60,000 tickets, you can sell cheap seats for $25 a no, ticket. No, I'm not, compl- and like I'm not complaining about compare. the 
yeah, but I'm not complaining about the price. Like again, that's not my rant. You just my rant were. Is, no, I'm complaining. You just were. I want the benefits associated with my price. There's a difference. I don't mind paying the money. Listen, but once I've paid the money, I want the thing I paid you, for. Your benefit is you'll actually be able to resell your tickets this year. It won't be like previous years where we just had to but eat I the don't cost. Want to resell my tickets. I want to go to games. And that's actually right, a fact. Well, you know me. You know I anybody hate, I who bought the tickets, tickets off Mike on Ticketmaster, please expect a refund. He wants to go to those games. I, I, I <laughs> okay. I've sold one game. I have to. I cannot make one game this year. He'll be out of town. I've already sold that. It, okay. It's a, to be Besides fair. He'll be one, out of town. <laughs> I have never sold a game I could go to. Like I've always every game I've ever sold, I couldn't go to it for whatever reason. Now this is becoming a personal attack on Mike. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> This is this is how bad things start happening, Callie. That's for you. This is this is you know all why. because this is all because I won't support Campana, isn't it? Like this is this is the penalty I'm paying that for my Campana feelings. Listen, my my objective this year is that Campana picture right here. I need a silver sharpie, and my man needs to sign it for me so I can hang it right next to my Torres picture with pride. Well, we'll make that. But, we're gonna get that to happen. Yeah, he listens the, to the show, the, I think. It's the Suarez <laughs> signature you want that might be a little bit harder. I Listen, I, I don't expect to get that. I, I really okay. don't. I have an old Liverpool Suarez jersey in the closet, and I might bring it with me every game, but I don't expect to get it signed ever. You know, it's funny. I, I, have, I have the big three jerseys kind of in the off chance I ever can somehow bump into one of the publics. And I was been planning to get the Suarez one. I was going to get the new pink one because you know how big a fan I'm of the of the vertical. And then my boy Eric today was convincing me that even though I own a La Noche, but I have the XBTO La Noche, I need a I need the Royal Caribbean La Noche. And I'm like, Suarez is going to look really good in black. And like, do I maybe I do need the black La Noche with the silver sharpie? Like, maybe that's the way to do it. <sighs> maybe it won't look as good as my uh, my Liverpool kit, but. Oh, anything looks it. better than a Liverpool kit. Anything. Yeah. It's not even questionable. Yeah, okay. My, 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 my tissues look better league. than it. All Where's right, let's Chelsea? move on. Let's what Chelsea's Chelsea's. And just on that Chelsea. note, let's talk about Chelsea's our next Chelsea match things. coming up. <laughs> El our Salvador. El Salvador. So let's break right into it, man. What are you what are you feeling? What do you think? Uh you know, I think happening. I, I'm going back to something you said when we first talked about this match, and I think this is the most oh, important match. I was right match multiple of, times. I love you it. are. I, I'm I'm team brand today. You, this is the most important match of the preseason, and it kind of sucks it's our first match, but this is the match that's going to give us prep for CCC. Mm-hmm. And I think it's huge. I think that when we get into it, our young guys are going to get experience with as hostile a crowd as possible. So uh, let's jump, like kind of jump into first off where we're playing. So uh, we're playing at Estadio Cuscotlan. Man, I am a gringo, man. I cannot oh, I love it. There's a we, picture. It's got, it can hold 53,000 fans, 53 hostile mm-hmm. fans. On May 20th of 2023, 12 people died at that stadium because of a crowd rush due to, uh, Fake tickets being sold and not enough room. This is hostile and loud. And and I'm making light of death, so I apologize. I didn't mean to do it like that. But just kind of my point of this is going to be the kind of crowd we can expect in CONCACAF. This is going to feel like a World Cup qualifier 
I don't remember if, you know, there's World Cup qualifiers where our guys are sitting there trying to take corner kicks while there's SWAT guys behind them with shields raised because someone's throwing a couple of piss at them. This is what our guys are going to kind of see. Now, I get it to be yeah. a little different because it's a messy game and people are to cheer on messy. But, you know, when when David Ruiz is taking a corner kick, they ain't going to be cheering messy at that moment. So I think from a like an, uh, a player getting used to the atmosphere, getting used to it, this is going to be huge and will probably be worse than anything they'll see in CCC, which is the exact kind of thing we're going to get like some quality out of. So super excited. On the game perspective, I actually didn't realize how bad El Salvador is. I mm. knew they weren't great. They haven't, according to ESPN, they have not won a match since June of 2022. In 18 months, these the team hasn't won a single soccer match. Uh, and, and you can I, let the audience know how you really feel because El Salvador, you are not on the list of countries that listen to us. So... Until you fix that, I'm gonna let Mike talk shit on you. <laughs> I, I'm not even saying bad. These are facts, right? Like you have no. It's true. Uh, they they played Trinidad and Tobago, uh, your family's team, uh, twice. Thank you. Uh, in September and lost both times. They're currently mm -hmm. bottom of the table for Nations League. They're one. They're oh one and three, I believe. I saw earlier. Um, they're bad, and and so yeah. I kind of when I originally was looking at this, going okay. For us being a new team, we could have some trouble with this team. I kind of looked back and said, okay, I think they're going to score on it. You know, we'll get into the final, like my final estimation, the, kind of the end, but they're going to score on us because I think we're new and young. But this is more about crowd experience and player experience than actually us losing. Like if we were to lose, I think Tata's going straight back to the drawing board and going, what the heck? Uh, yeah, I don't think that's, I don't think so. This is the first preseason game. This is like if we go out and we play the Rowdies and the Rowdies beat us. I know it is what it the, is. The man. Rowdies, the Rowdies are better than this team. And I'm not, that's no. not meant to be an attack. First off, how dare you attack the Rowdies? Like, I, I didn't attack Rowdy the fan. Rowdies. You implied they're, they're the Rowdies they're are not bad. as good as a national team. Like, I, I'm okay with that. Like, I think they're better than El Salvador. Again, someone from El Salvador, please start listening, and I'll have Mike stop talking shit on you. No, I'm, but... I'm, well, I guess in that case, I'm not complimenting him. Now, the only team that seems to struggle with El Salvador, to be fair, is the U.S. men's national team. They only beat them one nothing in World Cup qualifying, but I think everyone else. Seems yeah, to be but I, I, I think, but it's preseason, man. Like, like everybody has this like this notion that we have to dominate in preseason to be good in the regular season. And Tata's going back to the drawing board if what he's trying doesn't no, work. Like, that's not what I'm saying. This is not that you just said. No, you just I'm saying said if Tata's we lose, going back to the if drawing we lose, board if we lose. Not, I, don't I didn't think say so, we're not going to dominate. No, you said if because I'm expecting to dominate guys, them. I don't think we're going to dominate trained. them. These guys no. have trained for like a week. And then I they're going that. into this hostile environment. If they don't win, if if we lose three nothing, Tata is not going back to the drawing board and oh, saying I have to change my formation. No, he's not. Yeah, no, he's not. Listen, you have I'm not guys saying who have not played in months, and they have a week's worth of training, and you expect them to go out there and dominate a national? No, team. stop saying the word. I didn't say dominate. I think this will be moderately close, but we're not going to lose. Losing is a problem. Even See, I get it. Brand new preseason game, <laughs> brand new team, preseason, months. I agree with look, everything you're saying. 
You can't well, look at not... preseason games like wins and losses. You can't. It's that's not what the preseason team, games. El Salvador are about. hasn't won in eighteen months. It doesn't matter because it does. El Salvador is going to put forth their best team to go out and get us. We are probably not going to play our best team for more than thirty minutes. Okay, let me revise this. If our first team players, who I expect to start, don't put up an, an effort, that's if they played the full ninety, would have won. My okay, statement, but that's now. If, but if that's you what pull, preseason pull, games are for. It's about the effort and it's about the matches and it's I, about I get getting that, the legs loose. It's not about it, win or loss. Like it's still, you it can't, still is no, you can't yeah. like no. It's preseason. It's barely. It's all. It's just barely above practice, man. Like you I get it. You can't go through. You can't go through life thinking preseason is the same as regular season. I agree. We're not, not going to win everything. Either. I'm not saying we're not going to win every game. I'm, okay, we've got matches in Saudi Arabia. We're probably not going to win, and I agree. We with are you. not going to win. Okay, we are not. But against El Salvador, <laughs> we're we better win. You would hope so, but it's not about. that. I am hoping so. It's not about that. It's not about the I, wins and losses. I, I I'm not. You know, it's. I I agree. I'm. I'm not even going to agree. I am even going to agree with that statement. It's not about the wins or losses. But against a team that has historically been this bad, the expectation is we can score goals with our first team players. Because some of yeah, these guys have we, been playing together for 20 but, years. But what you just said is that, and correct yeah, me if, if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. If we lose 2-1, Tata needs to go back to the drawing board and redo his thing. No, no, no. I think he has to reevaluate some things if, here, we, if we lose. This isn't even a complete team. Like we're not going to have the, the our new center back. He's he's not on the list. We won't have him. We won't have Molta. We won't have Calendar. Um, we won't have Negri, Harvey, or Ra- Robbie. So, so by Robinson. the way, that's I think you just covered all the like, another piece we had to say about it. So so we know not everyone traveled. So right. Drake Calendar's at U.S. Men's National Team camp. So we're going to play with Dos Santos or uh, uh, Jensen. Is that? Yeah, those are the two keepers. You know, we <clears throat> we don't have Mota. Harvey, as we've talked about, is gone. Uh, uh, Gomez is with Paraguay U23. Uh, who are we trying to find out the list of everyone else in front of us? Uh, we are definitely going to play without a few players. Yeah. Um, we, so, the big four The big four went. Gressel went. Uh, the majority of players who are projected to be our starters are there now as you mentioned we do not know the sub rules we don't know if it's unlimited subs we don't know if it's 10 subs we don't know if it's sub in sub out always possibility uh we don't know rules at all nothing's frankly almost nothing's been shared we do know by the way from last (laughs) we barely know it was going to be played (laughs) right like we now know it's going to be on mlssoccer.com it's not going to be on apple tv we just found out that i think yesterday uh joe g one of our listeners Shared that back to the group, so we shared that out. Uh, so we now know that, but we don't know a lot else. So I think, I think, like to your point, by minute twenty, we could have nothing but IMCF two players on there. Uh, so a lot of it, again, Miami two players went. Sunderland, like went. I, not really. Like our new additions, Izzy and and he didn't go like. They didn't go like it's not a lot of Inter Miami CF two players. I think okay, they're so, going to link up in Dallas. 
so so we're saying is that since these are all IMCF one players and they've played together before, they should we should win this match. And if we lose, it's a problem. That's what you're we saying. We should win, but if we lose, it's not a problem. I don't think it's, it's not good a problem at all. I think if if you're Tata and you lose this match, you are not happy. You are not sitting not there happy laughing. Is on the a bus. lot different than going back to the drawing board. He's not changing his tactics based off a of one game against El Salvador. I think he's going. Hey, do we? Do I have all the right players? Like I think I did, or do I have to go back to Chris Henderson and say, Hey, he we really need a new. This is not the complete roster. If you think we're not going to make additional moves at this point, then you're crazy. This isn't the. I know so we are. He doesn't have his his whole roster here, and it's not complete. Like it's not. It is what it is. Like, let's just be glad soccer's back and, and we should win it. But if we don't, like, it's not time to burn everything down. All right. It's so not I'm, time I'm, to put a banner in the North stand that says Tata out. I'm moving us forward because I clearly have lost this argument and I'm ty- I'm not yeah, admitting you're defeat. Wrong. I'm just going to move forward. One interesting thing that I think a lot of people on social called out, called out today was Gressel still being listed as a midfielder. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was... I still am convinced he's our right back. And that kind of leads in. If you want to flash it up on the screen, this is my projected lineup that you have now stolen from me, by the way, you agree with. So for, for everyone to see, so starting keeper, I think it's going to be Dos Santos. Obviously calendar is our current starting keeper. He has not made it. Uh, I'm going to already throw out kind of an unexpected kind of back line. So I think it's a three man back line. I think this I have this almost as a three-two-two-one-two. It's kind of variation of three-five-two. So three-man back line. I actually have uh, at the middle right now is Kristoff. I don't think he will be our permanent starter in center back. In fact, I still am going to be surprised if he's still here by the time we're all done because I just don't think he fits Tata's lineup. But I just don't think there's a better middle center back on his left. I have Noah Allen. I know no one is probably agreeing with this one. The reason I have no one Allen's there is, A, we don't need another left back right now. We've got Jordi Alba and we've got Negri. Noah played left center back multiple times last year for Tata. He's his most experienced, kind of quote-unquote experienced left center back that's played under him. I think he'll start as left center back. Right center back is Toto. I don't think there's any surprise there so, that he'd be a starter. So Allen is the only area where I disagree with you. I think we see Chris McVeigh there. I so it depends what happened in offseason, right? Like Chris McVeigh could have played there last year, and uh Tata kept on putting Noah there, you know. So I think he wants fast, he wants speed, and Noah Allen cannot run Chris McVeigh any day of the week. Mm, Chris McVeigh is pretty fast, dude. Noah Allen, you haven't like seen him in a year, old. he's pretty fast. He McVeigh is faster. McVeigh is pretty fast, dude. So I, I think I, I think we see McVeigh there. Um, I, I would have no problem with that because I think McVeigh two seasons ago was like our Iron Man. He did was amazing for a team. Yeah, playing as left and back. I think him as like a left center back. I think it makes I think sense. That might except, makes a little more sense for him. But he didn't play that at all in the second half of the season when Tata was starting to experiment with the three man line. He was putting No Allen back there. <clears throat> yeah, so that's I mean, why we'll I, that's why I think he starts with No Allen. Could be wrong. Could be completely wrong. But I've I've been theorizing almost all offseason that Noah Allen, now third man on the left back depth chart, was going to move to left center back. And Tata had shown some faith in him. So that's my back line. Uh, left back, Jordi Alba, obviously. I, I 
apparently when I was putting this together, I wrote Jord Alba, not Jordy. My bad. Uh, as right back, I'm still convinced Gressel's a right back. I, I'm, I've said it before, I'm a huge Yedlin fan, but Yedlin's a $600,000 right back, not playing like a $600,000 right back. I think what made him most valuable is he was a culture guy. I think the culture of this team has changed. We still have very much a culture, but it's not the same culture he was bringing. I still think he will be on the, the sales block. I don't expect him to be here at the beginning of the season. Uh, so I think it's Gressel uh, with, uh, shoot, the new kid, uh, one of the new guys kind of as his backup. So that's my, Izzy. my right. Izzy, thank you. Izzy Boatwright. As, as backup, moving up to my CDMs, Biscuits, obviously I don't need to explain that one. Uh, Gregory, kind of the same way. I expect them to kind of be starting the holding midfielders. Messi playing as a roving cam center forward, and then up top Suarez and Frias. I, I just I think this is how we we take the field. Something very similar. So I will I will give you. I could see McVeigh over Allen. I think that's a that's there's logic to that argument. McVeigh is a more experienced left center back. I just think we'll see Allen. But this is this this. 3-5-2, Some version of this, I think, is what we roll out onto the pitch Friday night. Yeah, and like I said, I, I don't disagree with, with your picks. Um, I, too, think that Gressel will be a right back. But it is interesting that he's listed as a, as a midfielder. And I think, um, you know, when we get into our next section, we can kind of talk about that a little but more in depth. But. What's interesting is Farias is also, I might be butchering his name. I'm not good with names for the record. Uh, he's also listed as a midfielder, yet we've never seen him play really anything besides a, a well, I think they have him. So, and and that's the other thing. And I mean, we can talk about that with our fan questions because we kind of get into that in depth. But, you know, I kind of feel Gressel could maybe be deployed as a winger, and I wouldn't hate that. It, at that point, though, who's who's taking over the right back spot? You think Yedlin's going to fall back? It's possible. I mean, it's not ideal, but no, if the other you option have a is winger, oh. if you have a winger like him up up top, and you're not asking Yedlin to do as much offensive work, maybe maybe that works out. I don't know. Um, I didn't say also, it was we, ideal. I just <laughs> we do have David David Ruiz made the trip. He could play mm -hmm. as a right back. I think. I think he played that sparingly last season, if I recall correctly. Before you know, so I, I could see that. Um, now again, kind of we're, we're alluding to this. I only expect to see these starters start twenty minutes, thirty yeah. max. I don't expect yeah. a majority of them to be on the pitch at halftime. I expect us to, to cycle as many through as possible. Again, Messi, Busquets, as they've played in stadiums like this. They've grown up in mm. uh, oh yeah, ball. yeah, that's true. You know, I, you know they've, they've caught in ball like ball, like they, they know this. I know, yeah, they didn't get to do it at the club level, but they did it at the national team level. Concacaf's so, a little different though, like. Comfortable, at least there's like proper field maintenance. <laughs> like, like some of these fields in Concacaf are like, but mm. this, but this is going to be a properly maintained. Like, you're not getting this. One what you're getting be, here is yeah. the this is the crowd experience more than the field experience, and so they've had that experience. I want to see the David Ruiz's get this experience, and I, yeah. I think I'm kind of jumping into the question. Uh, you know, so if you want to jump into our fan, so we got uh, yeah. for those who follow us on Twitter, new segment. When we, 
new segment. So we we were recording this, started recording this 9 p.m. on Thursday, oh, sorry, Wednesday night. We actually at 8 o'clock this, uh, tonight put out a, a comment on Twitter. Hey, we're recording. Who's got questions for us? Uh, we did get a few questions. Let me just refresh Twitter real quick, see if anyone else. Nope, we ended up with three questions. So let's jump into our first question. So this one comes from Don Cafecito on Twitter. For the upcoming friendly, is it safe to assume the Stars will play limited minutes, which means young players will have the opportunity to go out and perform? And who are you looking forward to watch? So kind of hit the first part. Yes, we absolutely think there are going to be limited minutes. We are assuming there's going to be some friendly substitution rules. I'm going to throw a name out there that you're not – I don't think you're going to expect – Branson as the person I'm most excited to see. Mm. I am curious if we see Cole Jensen as our backup keeper play the second half. And I say this as you so rarely get your backup keeper into games, but not considering backup, 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 but considering everything we're about to go through with CCC and, and least cup, having that backup, 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 get in for a little bit, get experience, get I think is really important because you don't want him to get this experience when it matters. You want him to get some experience. Right. So we haven't seen Cole Jensen ever play before. I would love, even for 15 minutes, I would really like to see him get on the field, the pitch. I'd like to see what he can do. Um, I think that would be really exciting for the team to just like, hey, Here's let's gain some confidence in this guy, or if worst case scenario, don't gain confidence, but learn something from that. So uh, I think he's the one I'm most excited that you could see. I, I I'm not guaranteeing we'll see him. It, it's you're asking a lot. And again, it depends on the substitution rules. But again, when I think about the importance of this El Salvador game on giving experience to our players, your keeper walking into a hostile environment is that's actually one of the guys who most gets a, impacted by it. Love to give him some time on the pitch to get that feeling. So I, I could absolutely see him getting some minutes, especially if, you know, we were assuming that the calendar rumors that we heard earlier in the off season, you know, have gone away. So if there's still a possibility of moving calendar, you want to see what you have in CJ Dos Santos yeah. and Cole Jensen. So there's, I think that's a great, great shout out because it's not somebody I would have expected or somebody that I would say, but, um, yeah, I can see that happening, you know. Uh, my person to watch, um, you know, and, and so to kind of answer part of Don's question is, I don't think that we will be seeing a lot of the young guys get a lot of minutes because not of the not a lot of the young guys are on this roster. You know, from the homegrown perspective, like we've got David Ruiz, Kramoski, and... Um, and no Allen, that's it. Like a lot of the other homegrowns didn't make the trip. Um, but a guy that I really want to see play with the first team is Lawson Sunderland. Um, he's he's played very well for Inter Miami's uh too. And I think uh seeing him play on the first team will be interesting because towards the end of last season, we saw him start getting added to the roster. And a lot of that was due to injuries and stuff. But I think part of it too is Tata sees something. And kind of like Tata likes Robbie Robinson, Sunderland might be a hidden gem that we've had in our in our pipeline. So it'll be interesting to see him get a get a shot. It's, and I would like to see him play uh, if possible this 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 trip. I like it. So, yeah. 
Two good out-of-the-box questions. Uh, or answer, I should say. Next question from Mateus Torres. Do you think Gressel will be fielded or played as a right back or center mid? Kind of like Kyle Walker to strengthen the middle right field or midfield and the right side of the field. I, I mean, we answered this a little bit earlier. I am convinced he's going to start as a right back. I'm convinced Yedlin's not long for this team. I'm disappointed by that. Told the story, I think, episode one, that uh, the last game last year, my goal was to get a Yedlin autograph because I kind of saw some writing on the wall. Uh, yeah, and that autograph cost us Kamal Miller. Thanks yeah, a lot. That, yeah, it might have. Um, I will f- kind of circle back to your statement earlier. I could see via substitutions him then play a, a, a higher level spot too. And I could see those substitutions happen earlier than later so that we get a little bit of chance to see him in the midfield with Messi too to kind of see like, hey, how does – Messi and and Gressel linking up at like work and maybe like we see right away okay wait that's awesome they have composure right away maybe we do need someone else different at the right back spot so that's what I'm thinking uh but I do think he starts at that right back so and and Mateus thanks for the question because that actually kind of got me thinking like I I didn't make that comparison to like a Kyle Walker or even uh well what I've seen a lot of with, with Trent Alexander-Arnold playing in the midfield, um, who's a natural right back who offers a lot lot more on the attack than most right backs. Um, so, I mean, could I see it happening? Yeah. I mean, did, we're, we're seeing it happen around the world with other players. Um, so it's possible, but I, I still expect him to be the right back primarily. I, I, I think he offers a lot um defensively that that I think kind of gets gets swept under the rug because he is so good offensively. So it's, it's, um you know it's possible but I, I really do think he's more suited to being a right back. By the way it's worth calling out here there are people that passionately disagree on this that they're passionate that mm-hmm. he's a center midfielder. You know I think that's that's where we're feeling where it's gonna start but like we could be there's there's very different opinions all over as oh, to what yeah. he's gonna play for this team. I know there's some people I highly respect that have been like, he's a CM, CM, CM. He's going to be a starting CM right there with Biscuits. I just think, as, as we've said, our center midfield is so crowded. We didn't mm-hmm. buying another high value CM didn't make sense. Buying a high value right back in a three, you know, when we're playing a three, you know, three, five, two or three, you know, a wing, with wing backs really made sense. And being that we keep on saying our defense is our, it's a good attack. Having two super strong wingbacks, one of which is Jordi Alba, and whoever's playing this right back position is just going to be lethal. And that's where I'm just convinced Gressel's coming in as a right wing, a right wing back, not a right back, more of a right wing back. Yeah, and and, and I agree with you. Um, but regardless of where he plays, I think he makes the team better um, in, oh, yeah. in in where just having him on the field. So, um, you know, I, I know we just were episode four, but. I've been a big Gressel fan for the last, for a long time. Uh, and so I'm really glad that he's here. So I, I don't um, know if you saw his, there was a tweet earlier. I guess he had a quote that basically said like, he came here to compete for four trophies. The irony people are asking like, Hey, we're up for five essentially. So which one don't you want? But he came here to, he won a trophy obviously last year with uh, Columbus. I think he, yeah, I <laughs> he think he's talking about open now. cup. Yeah. I'm guessing, I'm he guessing it was open cup the one he doesn't want, but. 
because we haven't heard that MLS is back in that. So, uh, true. You could also be saying like, "Hey, Supporter Shield might be tough with all these games." But anyway, the fact is, he's here to win multiple trophies. So, I, I he's a competitor, and I think he's going to make us better, and I'm excited for that. So, I, it's Same. a great question, and and frankly, I don't think and it's all speculation. We're going to find out on Friday what the first look looks like, and then over at the preseason, I have a feeling we'll see both him play both yeah. roles. Yeah, and on to our final question of the night is uh, who's our best player coming off the bench and why is it Campania from uh, Joe G? Okay, so not saying Say Campana. It. Say not it. saying it. I, Say I, it. I am excited to see Campana come off the bench because I'm tired of hearing he doesn't get the time to play. But I assume he'll come off fairly quick, come off bench fairly quickly. He'll be one of the first kind of subs in. He'll get a chance to play with some the majority of the first team i think we'll get a he'll have a real chance to play here i'm going with kramoski and i'm gonna tell you why kramoski is an up-and-coming u.s men's national team player who has a chance to play in a Concacaf stadium i think for him this is one of the most exciting games he's going to get to play like as a from a training perspective and so he's gonna like this is a chance for him not only to make uh, case for Tata, it's a case, it's a chance for him to make a case for Greg Burhalter. And so I'm excited to see him come in. Don't, don't give, I'm look. I'm assuming you're, you're, so you can't, those who can't see, Brandon's making mean looks at me right now. And I'm assuming it's because I just said Burhalter and I know you do not like Burhalter, but that is correct. But Ben Haas wants to make that U.S. men's national team. He's got to impress Greg. I think this is a great, a great way for him to come in and start the season on the right foot and start working on to it, working his way, hopefully to a U.S. men's national team spot. So I am excited for him. Uh, I I'm this is maybe I'm this may not best, but he's the one I really want to see, you know, come off the bench and make the biggest impact off the bench. So of course it's Campana, uh, best, best looking guy on the team. Best, uh, best player coming off the bench. I think, we're going to see a new level of Campana. We really didn't get to see him play a whole lot with Messi um, last year. So I, I think we're, we're really going to get to see something special this year. Uh, but, you know, kind of following in Mike's path, like going off the beaten path. I, I think a guy that's going to be very important coming off the bench in this match in particular uh, is Ryan Saylor. I think our move to loan a center back shows us that we are not going to go out and find permanent replacement for Kamal Miller this this window. I think if anything we maybe bring another guy in on loan. Um but I don't I don't see I I I think the loan move says this is your one center back and we're good and this is who we're rolling into the season with. And if that's the case, guys like Sean McVay and Ryan Saylor are going to be crucial to our success. Chris, Chris McVay. Chris McVay. What did I say? Sean McVay. Oh. Oh, I'm thinking NFL already. I'm not saying that. Um, way off on that one. Yeah. No, Chris McVay and, and Ryan Saylor. I think those two guys are important. I think, like I said, I think McVay starts, but I think I think Saylor coming off the bench is going to be important um, because, like, we kind of talked about these guys were guys who have not really played a lot for Tata. We did see Ryan Saylor included on match day squads towards the end of last season. So hopefully uh, that means that that he's in the plans. Um, but I think getting those center backs some more experience is important, and it's going to be part of uh, what keeps this season successful. 
Yeah, I think I think the importance is there. Definitely, you know, kind of going to to Joe's question was best. I think Kramoski, I can make an argument, is one of the best players coming off the bench. I don't think Ryan Seller or Chris McVay is one of our best players coming off the bench, but I think there's it's important they do. I yeah. do think they're playing for their jobs a little bit, or at least mm-hmm. on this squad. I think both Chris McVay and Ryan Saylor, there can be arguments with the kids up and coming behind them that if they don't play their hearts out, those kids are going to get their backup spots and so, or even starting spots. So I think they're playing with the most to lose. Like, yeah, kind of the inverse of what's being asked. It's like if they don't play their best, it's going to, it's going to go against them. I, I think Yedlin's also in that position right now. He's playing with something to lose. That if he mm-hmm. if Yedlin comes off the bench and has an, a fantastic game, which again, this is a man who's got CONCACAF experience. He's played in this kind of atmosphere before. He could have a the hell a heck of a game Friday night. But these those guys are really playing with spots on the line. Um, and and they're advertising that's possible advertising for for other positions at MLS or other teams in MLS. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think those are all good points. And then, um, you know, Mike wanted to talk about this because we uh, we mentioned it last show. So before we wrap up, just real quick. Um, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Branson, what's your expected score? What do you? What's your final score? Oh. I don't care if you don't care if it matters or not. You gotta you gotta come out with expected score. Oh, I'm gonna go two one us. I'm going three to us. I think there's going to be, it's, it's neither team's very good. I think we're, our, both our keepers don't have a lot of experience. I think we will be scored upon. Uh, I don't think necessarily that's a bad thing that, you know, we're, I think this is kind of the start of our best defense is a good offense. Um, yeah. I also think there's a chance we, we're going to start right off the bat scoring goals. So I think this is gonna be a three, two match. Uh, close. Like I said, it's, I, I don't expecting us to destroy them, but it's yeah. going to be, we're we're going to outscore them. Yeah, I, I I would expect us to win, but even if we don't, you know how I feel. It's not a big deal. <laughs> so, uh, before we move into that, or after we've talked about that, let's move into our final tub subject for tonight. And we're going to be talking about kit room. No, just kidding. No kit rumors tonight. But we are going to be talking about the hoodie update real quick because at the end of last episode we teased it and I didn't have the photo ready. Uh, but we have it now. This is the hoodie. Yeah. It's um, good looking. Uh, but so so I know, actually did some research real quick. I did some research. It's not a hoodie I, though. I don't it's know what it is, but I want it. It's a jacket. The zip so goes from year, the top to the bottom. It's a jacket. But it could be a zip hoodie. So okay. So last no, year hoodies hoodies do not have zips. Sorry. A zip full zip hoodie. That makes it a jacket. But it's got well, I'm telling you, when debate. this hits MLS.com, it's gonna it it's when it hits the store, it'll be a full zip jacket. Okay, okay, that's a that's a bet I'm I'm gonna get in on. Um, mm-hmm. let me say this. So I went to my shopping history last year. I bought the anthem jacket, the the reversible pink black one, the day it came out last year on Adidas.com. I bought it on February 2nd. So I know quite a few people out there have seen this jacket. And I've been wondering when it's going to be available. If we use last year as history, it should be end of the month, kind of very, very beginning of next month is when I think we can kind of expect it to go on sale. I think it's a hoodie and I love it. So 
whatever you're gonna call it, it's awesome. It's got it's got a pocket. I don't know if you can see great from the picture. Right underneath the inner Miami logo, there's actually a pocket. I love pockets up on the chest. This is gonna be my new favorite hoodie for the rest of the year and beyond, and I'm super excited for it. Yeah, it looks like a nice jacket. Um, I'm all in on it. I'll get one for sure. Um, it looks comfortable. I like the subdued Adidas logo. Um, I love a good pocket, um, but not a hoodie. By the way, interesting. They went Adidas went back to actually having the word Adidas on it. So I did find that super interesting. And you can't see it great in this image, but it's in some of the other images where Adidas for the jerseys had oh, just gone side. to the, the 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 logo without the, the three the, stripes. The writing. There's just the three stripes. Mm -hmm. And they had sold all the merchandise last year with just three stripes. This year, we are seeing three stripes with the Adidas scan. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know what that yeah. means, but I, don't I just think it means I anything. I think it kind of gives it like an old school kind of feel. I think that's maybe what they're going for, but could also mean okay. that somebody screwed up the order and they said, oh, just throw it on there. <laughs> so, so before we wrap up, one more thing. I think this is exciting. Uh, we ordered Inner Miami Show stickers. So mm. we're getting ready. We're you know we're gonna see us tailgating uh, to start the season uh, in less than a month. We're gonna have Come some find us at the tailgates. Out. Yeah, we're we'll gonna be giving to some you. stuff away. So I thought that was pretty exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm just one more way. We're getting ready for the season. Yeah, I mean, lots of planning going on. Um, you know, tried to bring you guys two shows this week. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the content because there was a lot to talk about this week. Frankly, uh, it's a very exciting week. Uh, next week, as we kind of hinted at last episode, we will be a little, uh, well, actually, I think we are planning on recording Monday. Uh, yep, so Mike we won't, we is won't. going to be tired, hungover, but he is committed to coming in here and recording and releasing content for you. I, I'm excited. So we're not going to rec record right after the El Salvador game, but the Dallas no. game is at six o'clock on Monday night. Uh, we're going to record after that game. We will cover both games as part of the recording, possibly additional transfer news. It's not out of the realm of possibility that, you know, between Friday and, and Monday, there's some more transfer news, but we will cover everything. We'll be excited. We'll be talking about what hopefully is uh, not just wins, but, you know, news, some good, some good teamwork, uh, you know, seeing the team's interaction. So, uh Yeah. Yeah. Next time you hear from us, there will be two game, two preseason games behind us in Saudi Arabia and uh, right in front of us. Can't wait for Saudi Arabia. Not. <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys for joining us on episode four of the Inner Miami show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed exploring the preseason schedule with us, um, going over the new transfer rumors that are happening uh, and incoming and outgoing signings that happened this week. Uh, if you if you enjoyed the show, please continue to share with your friends and family who might be interested in this. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing our audience grow a lot and we really appreciate all the support. We've been getting a lot of great messages, a lot of great feedback. And as you as you guys know, like we're listening, we're, we're trying to update and do improvements and things like that. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram, on Twitter on YouTube at inner Miami show. If you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe, like the video and hit the bell. So you get notifications when we uh, post videos, when we post shorts and uh, eventually when we go live, because that is coming as well. 
Um, so again, thank you guys for listening and, and we, we hope to see you guys back with us soon.